Hey everyone, John Millen, uh, heading back home from Northern Virginia. I had some good appointments up here. Um, wanted to share something. Um, I had two appointments today with two influencers, and essentially they have one was a CPA, tax accountant, prep business owner who had about 4,000 clients. The other was a highly connected person in the community both of which had lots of business owners and so I was able very briefly to explain to both of them in the two separate meetings what we do when an employer wants to enhance their ability to attract and retain employees and so what I'm just going to um, convey is kind of the, some of the key points I share because I think sometimes we think everybody knows everything that we say all the time and, and it's new for people like I said some things and they were shocked I'm like oh my I didn't realize that was such a big deal because <laughs> I said it so often so so here are the couple of things with I said I started out by saying you know small business owners today and I am a small business owner I have seven employees small business owners today want to attract good talent right and you know the bad talent they get rid of but they want to attract good talent they want to do something for their employees in a meaningful way and most small businesses between the size of three employees and let's say 20 or 25 um, typically don't have group health insurance offered you know they may the owners probably have some individual coverage and maybe the employees do as well but they typically don't have a group plan because it at that size company you know they're viewing that as a major expense which I totally understand to bring that in-house and you don't essentially know yet how much interest there's going to be because you don't know how many people are actually going to enroll. You can do a little quick survey, but you don't know until it's actually done. And the law says you have to pay at least 50%. In most cases, you have to pay about 50% of the employee-only rate on one of your plans. So they do the quick math. And so I said, here's a way with our worksite enhanced benefits to, for the employer to give something back to the employees that they will really value and they will thank the owner for. Because I wanted to paint the picture first before jumping into the product. Like, what's the reason? Why are we doing this? And I said, it's not a lot of work on the business owner. A lot of the tools we give them are online portals, which make it simple. There's no paper, typically paperwork to be shuffled around, which they both liked. And I said, these are benefits that employees cannot get on the open market by themselves. If they were just to call me up or call an agent up, they're not going to get either the product is not even available because it's not sold individually. Or if it is sold individually, then there's such high medical requirements to qualify that some people won't ever get it that way. So it's a real advantage it's a huge leverage point for the business owner to say, hey, here's a menu of products and you know, I'm making them available on payroll deduction, which again is another differentiating point because they kept talking in terms of monthly amounts for the employees. I said, yeah, if they're, if they're paid monthly, then the payroll deduction amount is monthly, but most, most employers don't do monthly payroll because most people don't live their lives on a budget based on monthly. They, they live it based on weekly, every other week, twice a month, and then the, the least common is monthly. So I said the beauty of payroll deduction is instead of paying $40 a month like you normally would with 
you know, some kind of Netflix account, you are paying $10 a week out of your paycheck. And so it comes it comes out of your paycheck, which is, a, which is another huge benefit. So these little things that I said really got them excited. I also said that because we don't know exactly what people need, we typically offer a little bit of a menu. And so the menu I showed today had accident insurance, cancer insurance, critical illness, which is heart attack, stroke, kidney failure. It also had life insurance, paycheck protection, which is disability income protection, which protects your paycheck, and dental insurance, six products. And I said, we, you know, in the past, we used to try to figure out what people would want, so we'd put dental and life insurance, and we'd go around and realize, oh my gosh, half the company doesn't want that. They want, they ask, well, do you have disability or do you have like a cancer plan and so we so I'd said to both people today the idea is not to sell all six products to everybody that's not why we have six products but it's a menu it's an a la carte so that was cool the other thing I said is in most cases there's no participation requirement and that's a very odd thing for most other programs if people are talking about insurance at companies it's typically a group product and the carrier typically requires that there's a minimum number of people, either a number of applications or a percentage of the total or whatever is greater. So that was nice. I said there's really no there's no minimum participation. Then I said um, the rates get locked in when the employee enrolls. They don't go up over time. I mean, how many things have we bought in our lifetime where the rate doesn't change? It's not many, right? so many things we buy, the rate goes up for whatever reason. Whether it's the cost of your cell phone bill, cable, your car payment, your rent. But in this industry, worksite benefits, it, it the, the products, some of the products we offer, now some do, will change, but some don't. They get locked in. So that was a big thing. Then, one of my agents said, but I'm sure when they leave, like, they can't take it with them, right? Because they got it at work. I said, nope. It's what's called fully portable, meaning you can take it with you if you leave or retire at the exact same rate because it's an individual policy on payroll deduction. So that blew his mind. Like, oh my gosh. Because they all had experiences with working with big companies and you know they had MetLife and they left and the life insurance they had with MetLife all of a sudden tripled in price and changed over from a group term to a whole life at the age when they left and they, they dropped it. Um, the other thing that I saved for the end, and this is a couple other things, but the last point is the underwriting. So underwriting essentially means an insurance company has to assess risk and they do that by asking questions. They either do that by asking medical, medical related questions like height, weight, prescription drugs you're on, medical conditions in the past, things like that to assess risk. Um, sometimes they do it based on financial need. Sometimes they do it based on the age of the person enrolling. So there's different ways that they reduce their risk. Um, for instance, they, they may stop offering a certain product as people get 65, 70, 75, 80 years old. So these are all pieces that could cause someone not to be able to get coverage get knocked out so I saved the best I said look you know in most of these products we're going to offer there's no medical underwriting 
and I almost have to say that slowly, um, and I also say it's also called guaranteed issue, but sometimes that's more of an insurance term, lingo, so I say there's no medical questions on most of these, so not every single product, but you know, three quarters of them, we can offer that, so someone that really has some issues going on can still get some great coverage. They can get paycheck protection, life insurance, an accident plan, maybe some critical illness without medical, which is huge. And that kind of, when, when that sunk in, they they really understood it. And I think that's when the dots were starting to connect. And the last thing I said is, you know, what's important is that it's only, there's only no medical questions when it's first offered. That's not an ongoing open checkbook, so to speak. It's the first time it's offered. And just so you know, as a side note, why is that? It's not because the insurance company wants to force people to buy something. It's not because the agent wants to use scare tactics for people to enroll. It has nothing to do with that. That's what you might think. And that's what people think. So you have to tell them why. It's from the insurance company's risk management side. And they're trying to prevent adverse selection. And all adverse selection means is the people that really want cancer insurance because they've had cancer insurance or the person that really needs disability insurance because they just broke their leg last year is those people will rush into an insurance plan as a high risk. And if, if that's all the insurance company does is let everyone come in that really is going to overuse the plan, then the rates can't be held stable. You lose the law of large numbers, and that's how insurance works. So there's a reason why the insurance company says the first time we offer it, you get a chance. After then, you can still get it. You just have to ask some questions, so it's not like it's gone. And then also for new hires, they get a 30-day window to get that same offer. So that blew their mind. So just wanted to share that. Sometimes people take don't understand maybe or don't realize the magnitude of when we offer an employee benefit package that maybe is totally paid for by the employee. It's a voluntary plan that it's an incredible incentive for that owner or that HR manager to offer that. And um, it was just really eye-opening to see two, two new appointments today, how they reacted to that. And uh, I think it went over really well. And the fact that we do you know, most of all, if not all of the work that, that's going to be required in terms of communication, enrollment, servicing. It's a really, it's pretty much a no-brainer. It's a win-win. So hope that helps. Have a great weekend.